0: welcome you're listening to the peace and passion podcast the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution i'm your host iman iskander and i'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. Welcome to the Peace and Passion podcast. By the time you get this, it's gonna almost be Christmas. And what does that mean for you? Well, it means the good stuff, the presents, the food, the meetings, the connections, the parties and the glitter and the buzz that's in the air. But it can also be a very stressful time for a lot of people. So what do you do when that buzz is actually just a bunch of busyness? Well, Christmas can cause stress, no doubt about that. For many people, it's a time of stress. And so this episode is about how you tackle the stress. I want you to know that your stress impacts everyone. We're going to talk about how it impacts you. And we're going to talk about how it bleeds into your relationships and the way that you show up, and also how you behave in a very reactive way when you're stressed. Let's tackle Effie's problem. Now, you might be just asking me, who on earth is Effie? Well, she's nobody and she's everybody. She's a generic character that I've made up. And she's actually a composite of many people that I know. It just makes it so much easier to talk about the human problem when you've got a name to refer to. So welcome Effie. Well, she walked into my practice and she was completely overwhelmed, completely discombobulated, as I like to say. Her cup was full. It was full from work because she had a busy job. There were demands and deadlines and she was part of a team that was not so functional. She was needing help. They weren't giving help. There was a lot of not so fabulous things. (laughs) She was often teary. And she was dealing with dynamics that really weren't serving her, a lot of dysfunctionality at work. So that was not a good place to be. Certainly wasn't the place to run away to when you're feeling bad. As for home, well, you know, she had the kids and they've got their needs and kids don't always behave the way you want them to. They did their thing. And the routines were a little bit topsy-turvy right now with this buzz of Christmas happening. And as for her own needs, she just didn't know how to get her needs met. Just wasn't a fabulous time all round. She was dealing with poor dynamics even at home and with her partner. Was it only just home and the partner, though? There was the extended family. Effie, well, she was had a few demands made by the extended family as well. Who were they going to see at Christmas? Who had expectations? Who was going to be there? What fight would erupt as it usually does? And to top it all off, she had elderly folk that she was minding. So she needed to kind of carve out some time and give them some extra attention as well. All of this in an already very busy schedule. So it's not really surprising. She was overtaxed. She kind of was overloaded. And then she had to buy all the presents for Christmas as well. The deadlines, the commitments, the shopping, and I could go on and on. Effie just was in a bad way. She wasn't really very happy with the way life was at the moment. But what's interesting here is she came to see me and she said, well, her partner was avoiding her. He just wasn't there for her when she needed him. And she tried to talk to him, but it wasn't working and he didn't get her. He didn't understand her. And they had actually started to talk about a separation because things weren't working out. Things were tough and he just wasn't there, not the way she wanted. Yeah. But it's very interesting because I also spoke to him. And when he talked, He actually said he didn't even know what she wanted and he said he was making an effort and he was saying she won't engage with me. Well, you know the story. It's not just one story. Essentially, when you're working with two people, there's two stories. There's everybody's perspective and they're two people's own realities. And they're both real because what they're giving me is the reality from their perspectives and they're having different experiences. But let's leave that alone for a little bit. Let's just talk about this separation. Come on, people. Is it the right time to separate and create more change in your life? Do you need to create more change when you're stressed? Can we just take a breath here? Can we just regroup? Can we really focus on this? Timing is everything. When you've got a lot of stress happening in your life, probably not the best time to make a big life change like separation or divorce or leaving because we know that that alone is a stressful thing. You don't add a new change when there's stresses. You know, the top five stresses in our human existence are all about change, creating change, change from one thing to another, from life to death. Death is a stressor, from being together to divorcing. That's a major life change. Moving, moving house from one location to the other and picking up all your bits and pieces and shifting your life to another location or a major illness or a disease that can really turn your life upside down, just like losing your job and having to start a new one. So separation is one of those changes. I just don't think it's a good idea to talk about separation when life is so hectic. Doesn't mean you shouldn't separate. You can separate when you want. I just wonder about the timing us. Look, one thing I do know is all of us in our relationships, we want to feel safe. We want to feel bonded and we want to feel connected. That's really important to our human existence and to relationships. All right. Instead of thinking about separation right now, I think it's time to look at some ways that you can really connect with yourself in order to make the right decision for you, in order to kind of know what you really want and to understand yourself better. It's not about not separation. It's not about not divorcing. If something's not working and you've tried everything, then that may be the right answer. I just don't think when you've got all of that stress that it's a really good idea to add another change it's going to be even more difficult, more stressful. So here's some tips on what you can do just to kind of connect with yourself more deeply, to pause a bit and to really downregulate, really manage that wobbly, stressful tension that you feel inside that we're calling stress. So the first thing you can do is Work on like integrating pauses in your day. What do I mean by a pause? I don't mean 30 minutes sitting under a tree, although that would be very good for you doing nothing. However, I am talking about purposeful pauses, moments, intentional moments where you can take a breath and regroup and connect internally. Just that one long, slow inhale and an even longer exhale, if you can do that that's going to do something magical inside your body. It's going to settle things. You're going to feel an internal settling. If you can do it while you're standing or you're sitting, just notice the connection points of your body with either the floor, the ground that's holding you, or the way the seat is holding you. Just as you take that breath in, and let it go, keeping your attention focused on that one breath. That's what I call a purposeful pause, just an in and an out breath. But you can take pauses in lots of other ways. Just doing something for you throughout the day is going to be reinvigorating. Now, I know this is not rocket science, but I'm here to remind you because I know that even though you know this stuff, you don't do it. What gets in the way? I'm here to remind you that you matter, your health matters, your stress level matters for you, for your health, for your family and just for your enjoyment of life. So right now, factor in something that you love, connect with yourself and ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need right now? Is it the massage that's going to rejuvenate me? Is it a short walk in the park where I can just slow down a bit? Is it just the mindful breath? It's one or two mindful moments where you can just linger in being with yourself, attending to what you need and responding to what you need. If you stop and pause and really think, what do I need? And what comes back is a little voice that says, what you need is someone to give your shoulders a massage, then I want you to go right now and book it in. It's a priority. Your inner you has spoken with the need that is right for you right now. I know it seems counterintuitive. When you feel busy, when you feel stressed and your task list is just overflowing, the last thing you want to do is add another thing in there, but it's actually the thing that's for you that's going to give you more time and energy. It happens to be the most important thing to think about your needs and to attend to your needs. So you've got to kind of tune in and listen to what's inside when stress hits. So the first message is attend to you rather than focusing on him or her or them or other people. Attend to you. Ask two questions. What do I need? And then the second question is, My cup is full, what can I take out? So that's a really important question too, because when your cup is full, you don't have to do it all now. We need to recognize that the stress in life is really a message that things are not okay. So we need to respond to that and take something out. Can it be a work issue? Can it be a change deadline? Can it be a particular task? Can you shift your standard a little bit? For example, if it's housework that needs to be done, can we shift the standard and let the dishes sit in the sink for a little bit or maybe not have the house dusted to perfection right now? Perhaps it is about reducing your standard and only you will know what it is that you can take out. The most important thing is that you are cutting yourself some slack, stopping and looking at all the things that you're doing, all the things that are whirring around in your mind right now, and then deciding what's one thing I'm going to take out of my cup. And maybe you'll have to do it again tomorrow because maybe it's a new list that emerges tomorrow. But in those moments, I want you to tune into you and take something out of your full cup. So we've got two things now. You're going to stop and take a pause in your day, attend to you and respond to what you need, even if it's just a mindful breath or two. Now you're going to take something out of your full cup. You're going to carve out some time in that way for you to be able to do more for you. The other thing I want you to know is that you know, even though you're attending to you in this way, there's also got to be a recognition that This is bleeding into the relationship. It's bleeding into family life. It's bleeding into your connections and your interactions because it just has to because us humans aren't divided into portions and compartments and we can behave one way and then another way and leave the stressful part behind. Stress is like a cup that's filling up and you take that cup with you. It's inside of you. So it bubbles up inside of you and even though you might be engaged in other activity and not really focusing on it, it hasn't gone anywhere. The response, the chemicals, the cortisol, it's still in your system and we've got to find a way to drain it away before it impacts the relationship. So let's have a look at your relationship. Now, is it possible for you to be a student in your relationship right now, just to attend to it in a different way? I know it's a hard ask, but is it possible even for moments of the day to be a student What I want you to do is recognise your partner's behaviour under stress and, even more importantly, your own behaviour under stress. So people behave in certain ways when they're stressed and I want you to think, well, how well do you really know them? Look, I know people live together and they say, we've been married for 35 years, but sometimes, even if you've been married for 35 years, it can be pretty transactional. You can take things for granted. You can stop noticing even if you're managing a house really well with the kids and the to-dos really well, sometimes the depth of understanding can be lacking, even despite all of those years. So I want you to adopt new, fresh eyes and a child's mind. Watch for patterns, watch for feelings, watch for words. So what patterns are you going to notice? Well, for many people, there's a style difference when they're stressed. Some people kind of rage and get snappy and yell and do it all on the outside. Other people, it's all about hiding and going internal and trying to regroup on the inside. It's kind of like the fight-flight response. Some people fight, they default to anger and doing more and they're high energy people. It's all an external representation of the stress. And some people do the opposite by just withdrawing and trying to take time out and not being present. And it's all about the overwhelm on the inside still. Still the same stress hormones, just a different bodily response. Yeah, Bob was one of those characters. He was snappy and yelling and everyone knew it when he was out of swords because it was so hard to be around him. He was in a real state when he was stressed and everybody knew it. But Jenny, well, she was a bit different she'd go inward, she would withdraw, and she would do this thing that I call cave dwelling. She wasn't really withdrawing because she wanted to, she just wasn't coping. And it was a way of protecting herself and her energy. She was trying to regroup herself so that she can reduce her stress. And if you took that away and made her come out, then you're actually removing her coping strategies and then it's almost like feeling naked. You've taken the one thing that makes me feel safe. <laughs> so, and these habits have been built over lots and lots and lots of years. The one important thing is that you are aware of the patterns. So you have the understanding of what your partner's doing and you have an understanding of what you do when you're under stress. And then you're able to talk about it in a more healthy way. You can talk about the stress you can talk about what you're noticing. I'm noticing withdrawal. How are you feeling at the moment? What's burdening you? Can we talk about it? You can have a more healthy conversation. And the most important thing when you're having these conversations is tune in and listen to the feelings. The feeling words are going to pop up. I feel sad. I feel empty. I feel overwhelmed. I'm feeling confused. All of those things are really important. So if you really tune those ears to the feeling words, you're going to get a lot of information that's going to tell you about what's going on with you and what's going on with your partner when you're in dialogue. And maybe if you even ask a few questions about the feelings, that's going to really help improve the bond because it means you've heard it. It means you care, care enough to go deeper into that part. And the other thing I want you to listen for and tune into is something that I call the yes, but response. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in the next episode, but just so you have a little bit of information, it's really kind of a way that we avoid having an authentic conversation. We kind of withhold by doing the yes, but, and it might be withholding affection or love or joy from from our relationship. Because something's not quite right. Something's unfinished. There's reservations. So we do the yeah, but, yeah, but. And I'll give you a few examples in the next episode. I really want you to tune into the next episode. And that's why I thought I'd wet your appetite here just by telling you a little bit about it. But as for now, what have we learned in this episode? We've learned all about ways of noticing stress and managing stress. One thing you can do is integrate pauses in your day. Go for a short walk, take a deep breath, attend to you. When you've done that, then you can take one thing out of your full cup. Make the list of all the things that you're doing and commit to taking one thing out. Maybe it's even on a daily basis if your list is different every day. So make sure you do that. Carve out that time for you to stop and attend to what you need and take one thing out of your full cup. And as for your relationship, well, it will be experiencing the stress in the relationship. If you're stressed, if your partner's stressed, you'll know that there is stress between you as well because it's bound to have an impact. So this is where you can be a student. You can notice in a new way the interactional patterns between you. Do you fight or do you flight? Do you hide in the cave or do you yell with anger? You're going to notice the feeling words and tune in and listen and maybe even ask more questions about it. And finally, you're going to notice the words, the yes, but it's a shortcut to saying something is not right and I don't agree with you. And that's the one we'll be exploring in the next episode. But for now, I hope you got something out of this episode that you can practice straight away. If you'd like a cheat sheet to help you on your journey to managing stress, where we include all the questions that could be useful for you to explore the relationship with yourself and know how to work with your partner as well, then have a look at the link below in the show notes. It'll tell you how to get a cheat sheet of the useful questions that we've mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review, a like or a share or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this. Take good care now.